Well, as we continue to look at a few of the names of God so we can know him better, um, and I want you to know he's revealed himself through his names. I want to say thank you to the team for last week, uh, Jehovah Jireh. Uh, I watched online. I was out of town, watched online. Beck and I sang along with the song. Man, God's presence was so strong, even online watching as they sang that song, as they preached the sermon. And uh, I, I sat there, I was like, I want to preach Jaira, you know, like that was so good. And uh, man, well done to the team and all those that, that work so hard at that. Now we're looking at the names of God and there are many, many different names that God has revealed himself by. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that God has given us the ability to understand who he is by the different names. And even uh, some of the songs we sing in the church right now say, your name says it all. Your name says it all. And, and these names help us to understand him more. They help us to trust him more. And we're looking at the names with Jehovah. And for those of you that weren't here last week, Jehovah meaning the unchanging, eternal, self-existent God, uh, the I am that I am. And so we're taking that name, Jehovah, and we're doing the compound names of it. And last week was Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And then there's other names that we won't get to, like Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. He puts the compound, his name, with I'm the God that heals you. There's also Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. And so if you're wondering any of these names and you learn about these names, you're like, if I'm looking for peace, you're like, Jehovah Shalom, like that's your name. B bring peace in this moment. Do you understand? You can pray those names. And just, I'm just curious, you know, I don't have time to ask everybody, but turn to your, turn to your neighbor. I know this is going to be like, well, if you're new, you're going to think like, I don't pray anything. But I'm thinking, what's the name that you pray when you pray? Like for me, I pray, dear Lord. And I looked at my journal, it's dear Lord. Now, if you have a different name or a, a, a name that you usually pray to God by, would you go ahead, tell your neighbor. Go ahead, you're like, okay, you're way outside the zone, Pastor Rob. Go ahead. If you're like, don't have one, he's just God, Jesus, Father. Uh, okay, some people, daddy, like, you know, the first time I heard say, daddy God. I was like, whoa, you know, all right. I don't know why. A, a friend of mine, he's, he, he's pretty crazy. He's like, oh, master. And the first time I heard my friend pray, I was like, wow, okay. Different names, different names. And so we understand who God is. And today we're going to look at Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Now, we'll get there. It feels like it's going to take a while to get there, but we'll get there. And I wanted a song for Jehovah Nisi with banner, but there, how many of there's just not any good banner songs? <laughs> you know, his banner over me is love. You know, you know yeah, like, right, you know. Oh. If you're old, how many, like, if you're old, there was one that was like, it was this drummer special. It was like, lift high the Lord our banner. You know, we sang that for like five years. Now we don't sing it. Thank the Lord. Yeah. And I, I was just like, where's a banner song? I almost made the team write a banner song. And, but there, and there's one that's old, old, old. If you know this one, this is old school. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high the royal banner. It must not suffer loss. See, there's like old people here. All right. <laughs> Multi-generational church. Um, that's it. There's otherwise there's banner. All right. 
No, honestly, one of our songs right now, Common Ground, to me, feels like a banner song. Because it says one name. One name says it all, united in this common ground. And you're going to see as we look at God, Jehovah Nissi, our banner, that Jesus is really the banner. He's the one we're lifting up and rallying and uniting behind. So I'm so glad that the Bible records these stories. When you see the names of God, they come from Old Testament stories. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 11, it says this, all these tests they endured, speaking of the Israelites, on their way through the wilderness are a symbolic picture, an example that provides us with a warning so that we can learn through what they experience. So there's these pictures, there's these stories, so we can learn through what they experience. And as they're going through battles, as they're going through struggles, as they're going through these things, God reveals himself and gives them the name and gives them a greater look into who he is. And we can look back now and look at these stories and get the insight. And so we're going to look at that uh, in Exodus 17. If you have your Bibles, we'll get there in a minute. But just a little more groundwork. Jehovah Nissi means the Lord our banner. And it's not all common for us today to talk about a banner. And uh, we'll look at the story where it's originally used. But the word Nisi comes from the word meaning to be high or raised, a standard, a signal, a sign. It also can mean our refuge. It means our defender. And so the Lord is our banner. And you look at all those things, you're like, I need him to be my refuge, my defender. And, it, and, and you look at the definition there, you're like, okay, but I, I guess we're still not there. But in war, just so you know, before there was GPS and they could say, meet at this coordinate, before they could say um, through communication devices, we need to rally over on the third hill. Before they could do that, when they go into war, the armies would have banners, and they would have smaller banners for their division, if you will, and they would have certain banners for them, but then they'd have the banner that would represent their country. It was like what they were rallying behind, the banner. And the, the person would carry the banner, and they'd carry the banner. And wherever the banner would go, they were like, that's where we're going. Where the banner's going, that's the rally point. Go to the banner, save the banner. No matter what, get to the banner. If, if somebody was taken out, and drop the banner, somebody else would drop their weapon, pick up the banner because they'd have to know where they're going. Do you understand? Now, it, it seems so foreign to us because, again, we would have GPS. We'd say, go to these coordinates. We'd have in-ear things and different things, but they didn't have that. And so they'd say, we'd rally to the banner. Some people would have, some countries would have like a pole, like the Romans had a pole with an eagle on it. That was their banner. And wherever the eagle was going, they would follow the eagle. Do you understand? And so this gives you the understanding of what it means about a banner. Now, in modern ways, you think about what we do. People have marches. They have marches and they, they would march. And they, you think about, we've got marches all the time right now. There's a lot of marches and people have a banner. They'll raise a banner or they'll raise a flag and we're marching behind this banner, we're marching behind this flag. You know, we're, we, we have all sorts of different signs that people have, but they march there. Think about if you go to a company expo, like River Valley will go and, and be at different conferences or different conventions and we'll have a River Valley booth and there'll be a banner and you look around the uh, convention, you know, convention center and, and you're like, there, there's River Valley right there. You know, there's the booth, you see the banner. It identifies, and it gives you a place, oh, let's all meet at the banner. Even before um, cell phones, if you were ever dropped, I just remember as a kid being dropped off at Valley Fair, my mom, dad, if you, if you get lost, we rally at the merry-go-round. We go to the merry-go-round. There's only one merry-go-round. We go to the merry-go-round. 
all right? There's a rally point, okay? Now, it's not exactly the same, but we have logos that we have on clothes that people rally around. Like, oh, you bought that too. We rally. That's the brand. People might do bumper stickers. I'm with them, and you can identify, oh, they rally around that party, or they rally around that, you understand? So there's something there, but back to the military use. You know, it was, if the flag got captured, if the flag got captured, it was essentially that battle was over. It was that important. You save the flag, and if you're really old, I know I'm singing songs about, you know, stand up, stand up, I get it, but if you're really old, you probably played capture the flag, right, you know? And, 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 you, and you, you have two teams, and you, the, it, was, it was that concept. If you capture the flag, the battle's over. And you got to do everything you can to protect the flag. And so now that you get this context of what's going on, you know, we're looking in this and to declare that the Lord God is our banner means that we're declaring that we find our identity in him, we find our purpose in him, we find our refuge in him, and that we're one with others that do the same. Like we're, we're rallying around God. We're rallying around him and his strength. So we go to this story in Exodus 17. One last little um, setup on this. God has freed the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. He's freed them out of slavery in Egypt. He's bringing them into the promised land, the land that he has promised them, which is current day Israel, actually a little bit bigger than what is current day Israel. On the way to occupying their land, they're attacked by the Amalekites. The Amalekites attack them. I mean, the, the children of Israel are just moving into their promised land, and the Amalekites come and attack them. It says, it says in verse, seven, or verse 8 of chapter 17, it says, The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Now, interesting thing, they didn't live by Rephidim, so they just saw the Israelites as easy prey. Remember, former slaves coming into a new land, probably don't know how to fight that well. And the Amalekites are actually taking advantage of God's people, attacking God's people far away from home. They're not even defending their territory. They're actually just attacking vulnerable former slaves. And so this is happening. And this is what, says in, what Moses says in verse nine. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur uh, held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. So that's where we get the story. That's where, so we got former slaves, they're, they're fighting a battle now. The Amalekites are taking advantage of it. And it's interesting, hands up, they're winning. Hands down, they're losing. I mean, it's so simple. Hands up, winning. Hands down, they're losing. And I, I love the common sense. I, I love the, the supernatural, and I'm in awe of the supernatural, and I always look for the common sense in the Bible too. You know, like, he's like, my hands are tired. And they didn't say like, well, let's get a cheering squad to cheer you on. Hands up, hands up. Hand, you know, they do that, right? They're like, you know what we're gonna do? Let, 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 let's roll a stone over by Moses and let's have him sit down and then we'll, we'll, we'll hold his hands up. I love that common sense there. They're like, okay, 
We're going to hold up. And I mean, you can imagine, could you imagine fighting the battle and you're like, I am fighting with supernatural strength. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I'm losing. What's going on? Hands, <laughs> get his hands up. Get his hands up. You know, your hands up. You know, like, are you kidding me? You know, like, and all right, then you, you know, and as soon as you're like losing, you're like, run away. You know, and then the hands up and you run back in. I mean, that's what's happening right here. Now, it's interesting. After the battle, they win. There's no parade for Joshua. Afterwards, it's not like, Joshua, what a great general. What a great general. After the battle, here's what happens. Moses gives us a revelation. Not that Joshua was a great general. He gives us the revelation that God is a powerful God. And he's like, we're going to worship right here. We're going to make a place to worship God. And we're going to let everybody know he's the banner. He's the rallying point. He's the defender. This victory did not come to us because of our great general Joshua. It came to us because of our great God, Jehovah Nissi. He provided the power that he gave us the victory. And the first thing that I see from this story is, and in this revelation of God's name is, we get to participate in what God is doing, but he gets the glory. God needs us to do our part. He needs us to fight the battle. He needs us to hold our hands up. He needs us to hold other people's hands up. He needs us to do whatever our part is. But after it's all said and done, God gets the glory. He's the one that gave us the power. He's the God, our banner, our refuge, our defender, our strength. When we're fighting the battle, he's giving us the ability to win, to get through it. I always love this, and I would say this as a note to all leaders, not just athletes, but it's noticeable with athletes. But all leaders, all of us should do this, but especially leaders and those put in places where you're put on a platform. I always love it after somebody wins something in a sporting event and an athlete comes out and says, you know, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, you know, and they give God the glory. I, I just do. I always look for it. I'm always waiting to see if I don't know much about the person. I'm waiting to see after the victory, like, who did they, you know, did they give any credit to anyone else or, you know, and um, one of our favorites was uh, Zach Johnson when he won the Masters Golf tournament, you know, I'm, I'm sure he wanted to say, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, you know, just like, and he goes, uh, he was just so nervous. He had just won the Masters. And he goes, I want to thank my Lord and Jesus. And then he got to pause like, oopsie, oh, Lord and Savior. You know, you, you kind of see, and around our house, that's kind of our thing. Like, I want to thank my Lord and Jesus, you know, deflect. Thank you, Zach Johnson. But athletes do it, but I believe all of us should do it, especially, again, leaders, those with platforms. I'll never forget when I was 11 years old, I had to have chest surgery, major chest surgery. I was born with a caved-in chest, and they had to do surgery. And I walk into my doctor's office, Dr. Chisholm, I'll never forget. And he looks at me, he goes, hi, Rob. He goes, do you believe in God? And I go, I do. And he goes, I do too. I want you to know that when I repair your chest in that surgery room, God's going to be using my hands, and God has given me the ability to do this, and I give all the praise and glory to God. That's the kind of doctor I like. You know? Contrast that to a doctor that's like, I am God. You know what I'm saying? I, I would rather have the one that says, I'm giving all the glory and honor, and I understand what I'm doing, and he's given me this ability. But whether you're uh, running a company or leading a, a group or, or on any platform, 
let's be sure to remember that God allows us to participate, but he gets the glory. He gets the glory. Second thing I, I see from this story is uh, we need each other. Aaron and her were lifting the hands of, of Moses. They were tired, and, and we need all of us. We need all of us to use our gifts in this, and, and the little bit that we get to play, God wants all of us to use the gifts and the talents we have. You might think it's insignificant. I mean, could you imagine after the battle, Aaron and her, they're like, and what did you guys do for the battle? Like, did you, did you take anyone out? They're like, no, I just kind of held his hands, you know, I kind of held his hands up, did my part, you know. Aaron kind of had this technique holding the hands up, and I kind of did a hip rest, you know. That's what I did, you know. But I, I just did my part. Yeah, I mean, just do your part. We all need each other. We need to do our part. The third thing, though, this is really the most important that I see from this battle. The spiritual part is the most important part. It really is, the spiritual part. The fact that Moses had his hands up, and if you remember, I did a teaching on this years ago about prayer, and I talked about symbols, and I talked about the oron. And when they looked in the catacombs in Rome and throughout the world, they found pictures of people with their hands up. Why? Because that was prayer. That's how they prayed. And so it wasn't just Moses holding his hands up. It was Moses saying, God, we need you. God, you're our defender. I don't think Moses was just casually watching the battle. I think his hands were up in prayer, and he was saying, God, you need to do this. Who are, think about this. This isn't even an army down there, God. This is former slaves. We know how to make bricks. And now you're asking us to win a battle? God, we depend on you. And so his hands are up, and he's praying. And he's saying, God, give us the strength. Give us the victory. You're, you're our banner. You're our refuge. We rally around you. We, we, as long as you're being lifted up, we know we're going to make it forward. So God, hands up. And I want to say this to our church. I believe this. Um, as I was preparing this, I felt like God say, increase the prayer level in the church. Increase the prayer level. Like, we are seeing an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our worship. And, and I just feel like God's saying, I, I desire to do more in prayer. And so I'm asking for our campus pastors, our team, our, our leaders to come up with more ways to increase our prayer. Um, I forget where I was talking to this pastor. Um, he was somewhere in the world, I forget. But he was just talking the other day about during COVID, they decided to do a morning prayer meeting. And as they did a, a, a show-up prayer meeting at 6.30 a.m., thousands and thousands and thousands of people in his church. I want to say it was in India, but I'm not exact. But he said thousands and thousands and thousands were showing up for prayer at 6.30 every day on Zoom. And it was growing and growing. They just said, you know, you couldn't stop us from praying. And we realized we needed God more. So we launched an early morning prayer. And every morning, 6.30 on Zoom, we're praying together. And, and there was just something that I believe God's saying, hands up. Hands up. You need more supernatural. Hands up. I'm your banner. I'm your source. I'm your defender. You know, you can be organized all you want and have Next and Growth Track and different things, and you can have all the different programs you want, and you can be so well-prepared, and God's not opposed to being well-prepared, but God's like, hands up, hands up. I'm your defender. I'm your banner. I'm your refuge. I'm the one. And so I think we need more supernatural. I think we need more prayer. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I just feel led to do this. I feel led to do this. 
If you've been fighting a battle and you are like saying, God, I need more strength in this battle. I need to give it over to you. Here at all of our campuses, I want you to stand. And then in just a moment, I'm gonna have your hands up. But if you're fighting a battle right now and you're like, I want more prayer. If you're gonna talk about prayer, I want it right now here and at all of our campuses. If that's you, stand up right now, stand up. You're like, I need more prayer. I need more prayer. I need somebody to pray for me. I'm fighting a battle. That's right, all over this place, people are standing. Now, if you're standing for prayer, put your hands up and say, God, I need more prayer. And then if you're around those people and you know them, you feel comfortable, put a hand right on their shoulder. You can stand up now as well. Put a hand on their shoulder and let's pray for them. And let's just ask God, God, they're in a battle and their hands are up and we're gonna stand with them. Some of us have our hand on their hand and we're like saying, we're with you, we're with you. We're lifting up your hands. And God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help people get breakthrough. They've been trying other things, but they've not realized you're our banner. You're our refuge. You're our defender. The victory is coming through your power. And just like you had Moses raise his hands in dependence and in prayer, God, I pray right now with these people with their hands raised high, they say, this problem is big enough. I need your help. I I can't solve it on my own. I need your help. I pray that even a hand on their shoulder or a hand lifting up theirs would realize that others are standing with them. They're not alone. And you are Jehovah Nissi. You are their banner. You are their defender. You are their refuge. And that problem will be conquered in Jesus' name. It will be conquered in Jesus' name. And it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. And I believe that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We are gonna pray through the power of the Holy Spirit and we're gonna see victory in the name of Jesus. We believe this and say amen. Come on, let's clap and thank God. The victory is going to be yours in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, you can be seated. Some of us have just got to say, hands up. Hands up, you're our banner. I've been trying this in my own strength and I I need more of you. Now, let me give you a few things for us today. Um, And just, I wanna be very clear on this. We are not fighting people, okay? Just be clear. We're involved in a spiritual warfare right now, but we're not fighting people, all right? Old Testament, they fought people that were trying to uh, attack Israel because the Jewish people had to have the Messiah, Jesus Christ, come out of their, their heritage, okay? So they had to protect a certain group of people, and there were battles that had to be fought to protect territory, okay? But we don't do that anymore. The, anything that was done in, in battle form for Christianity like that was misguided, it's not what Jesus wants. We don't issue that. We, we pray, we fight things on a supernatural level. We love people. And although there's these, this battle story right here, I want you to know we're not fighting people. We're fighting supernatural power. We're fighting in a spiritual war, all right? Now, today, in that moment, they were saying, God, you are our banner. You are defender, our protector. We rally around you today. For the believer, we say, Jesus, you are our banner. We rally around you. We rally around the cross. We are, you are, the the victory is in the cross. The victory is in the price you paid. You're the one we're lifting up. That's what we do today. Jesus said this, he said, in John 12, uh, 32, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He's the banner. As he's lifted up, as we hoist him up and say, it's Jesus. 
It's Jesus. We're preaching the name of Jesus. We're talking to you about the forgiveness of sins in the name of Jesus. We're lifting up Jesus. So we unite around Jesus. And the, the thing, I got to tell you, bringing the churches together in Minneapolis and in the area, in the surrounding area, the thing that we had to keep reminding ourselves of in the whole last year and, and a half was we're uniting around the name of Jesus. We're uniting around the name of Jesus. We'd have some people pray and they'd be like, our gracious and Lord and heavenly Father. And they'd be really, and they'd have it all written out. And, and we united with them because of Jesus. And there would be other people that brought, you know, dear Lord, you know, we're like, remember Bishop Howell, all right? I was like, can you just be the closing prayer guy, Bishop Howell? All right, yeah. But we united. I mean, how many know there are dunkers in baptism and there are sprinklers, but we unite in the name of Jesus. There, there's, there's formal, there's freedom, but we unite in the name of Jesus. He is our banner. He's our banner. The, we, we, we say, Jesus, you're the one we're lifting up. The thing that we rally behind, the thing that we all will say we would die for is the fact that you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Savior of this world. We rally behind you. There's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. It's got to be through Jesus. We're rallying there. He's our banner. Now, remember this. If he's our banner, the attack comes on the banner. The world doesn't like Jesus. The world is attacking Jesus. And remember, in war, they try to capture the flag. They try to take the flag and say, you lose because we have your flag. And right now, when I look around and I see the attacks on Jesus, I realize that they're just attacking our banner. They're attacking our Savior. And they're, they're, they're trying to say, I'm going to take this away. You, you see it. There's other faiths. They don't get attacked at all. And yet it's like Christianity, it's like open season to attack Jesus. It's open season to attack Christians. And every time I see something on TV, like new report, we found the tomb of Jesus. I'm like, you're trying to attack Jesus. You're trying to attack my banner. You're trying to attack the one that's taking my defender, my Lord, my savior. And, and by the way, that's not his tomb because his tomb is empty. And then, you know, Time Magazine will say, Jesus was married. We found uh, stories about his wife. No, you didn't. That's a lie. You're trying to attack my savior. Really, they're trying to attack the banner. They're trying to say, you're going to lose because we're attacking the one that you're lifting up amongst all. Like, and so I'm like, no, you're not going to attack him. You're not going to win. I mean, they attack him through the arts. They attack him in the marketplace. They attack us. Uh, it just, you see it over and over. So realize we're lifting up the name of Jesus. We're rallying around Jesus. He's our defender, our refuge. He's our banner. That's the name we're lifting up. And they will attack. They will attack. And I've had to do this. I've had to remind myself a lot lately in the last, I don't know, maybe four to five years. I've just had to remind myself when it feels culturally like we're losing. I'm just like, is the cross still there? Yeah, cross is still there. Is Jesus still saving people? Yep, Jesus is still saving people. When I get, when I, I just want to let you know, when I get discouraged with what's going on in the world, I'm like, somebody tell me somebody that got saved lately. I need to hear that Jesus is still changing lives. All right, the cross still has power. All right, good, good, good. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. So if you feel like we're losing, we're not. There's a battle going on, but the cross is still standing. Jesus is still saving, and he doesn't lose this war. He wins. He wins. And the last thing I'd say is this, we've got to keep lifting up Jesus. 
in war, if the banner was down, I was like, no, 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 get the banner up. Next one up, get the banner up. Let everybody know that, that we have an authority that we're fighting under, that we have a, a name that we're fighting under. We have, we have a, a cause. We have somebody that's on our side. And so I would just say we're going to lift up Jesus in everything we do, in our life, in our worship, in our everyday living, in our speaking, in our working. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus. And I just want to challenge you to this. When was the last time you just talked about the greatness of God and the grace of God and the goodness of God and you actually shared what you believed and you lifted high the banner and you said the name of Jesus will be lifted up? I got a text recently the other day from a friend of mine at the Crosstown campus and he said, pray for me. He said, today I'm sharing the four spiritual laws with my brother-in-law. I've been praying for this day. Today's the day I want to let them know that I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. And today's the day that I believe God has asked me to share about how good Jesus is and talk about how he's my savior. And I want to lift him up. And I'm believing as I lift up Jesus today, he will draw my brother-in-law to himself and he will say yes to Jesus. I, I was delighted to get that text and pray for him in that situation. He texted me back to that later that night and said, man, it went amazing. I, I shared with him my faith. I lifted up the name of Jesus, and he said yes to Jesus. And I rejoiced in that. I rejoiced. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you said, I want to lift high the name of Jesus? I want to lift high the one that I'm rallying behind, that I'm living for, that's my defender, my savior, my Lord, my refuge. When was the last time? And I would challenge our church to look for an opportunity to share your faith, to lift up the name of Jesus. Because he said, if you lift my name up, I'll draw all people to me. I'm just praying for a boldness on our church to be able to share. Like, hey, I just want to share what I'm rallying behind. When I'm rallying behind, forgive us if we've shared too much about sports teams we rally behind, political parties we rally behind, products we rally behind. Forgive us if we're so evangelistic for those other things and we're not willing to say, this is the name that I'm lifting up. This is the one that I'm rallying around. This is the one that has forgiven me of my sins. And I pray that we'll, we'll have a boldness to share that. One name lifted high, Jesus. I'm just going back to that song. One name lifted high, Jesus. He's the Lord, our banner. We lift him up. He's going to get you through it. He's going to give you the strength. And I pray we would lift up the name of Jesus so this whole world could see him. So, Lord, I just pray right now. As we see different names that you've revealed yourself by, I just thank you, God, that you said you're our banner. You're our refuge. You're the one that's going to get us through this. You're our defender. You, the battle really belongs to you. And God, we rally around you. Forgive us for rallying around all sorts of other things and, and not just rallying around you with the strength that we need to. God, thank you. I just pray right now that you would help us to, to lift your name up, to lift your name up greater than we've ever done, to lift up the name of Jesus. Help us to lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner, our defender, our refuge. I pray that would settle on us, and I pray for our church to continue to get a greater revelation of who you are as we look at your names. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.